Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year still. It's the first Wednesday night of the year. And so praise the Lord. You know, we just thank God for his amazing grace. Amen. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but I really, really praise God uh, for, you know, we get to go through life with the Lord Jesus. We get to go through life with the Holy Spirit. I don't know what the world does, but thank God for being able to, to listen and to pray and allow God to be God and trust him. Amen. It is. It's so wonderful. I, I don't know, you know. Uh, I was just uh, talking to Xander and Junior over here, and uh, their son was had to come back down 99 during uh, Chris New Year's Eve and all that flooding, and he, uh, he went through that, left his bumper there, but praise God, he come home. So we're glad you did that. We're glad you're here, Sam. I'm glad you played tonight. We're glad you made it. Yeah, I mean, because all, you know what, there was, I don't know how many cars were stalled there, plus, you know, the, there was a... Some people that, you know, actually passed away, died in that particular flood and things that were going on. And so, uh, but you know, God's grace and his mercy. We actually were out Sunday having to take uh, our daughter back to her house in our apartment in uh, Sacramento. And from our house trying to get, we didn't even know that 99 was flooded, we, but Liberty was flooded, Jayhawk was flooded, Peltier was flooded, uh, you know. Uh, believe it or not, every road we went down was flooded. And then we got into Galt. We went over to 20, uh, Twin Cities, got down to 99 and found out it was actually completely blocked off there and you couldn't go. So then we thought, well, what are we going to do? So then we went back out to the country and decided to go around and went around three or four or five trees that were falling that nobody was around. Went down Peltier with five telephone poles were completely sheared off and just hanging there. There was no lights. Nobody just, I thought... Wow, this is exciting. This must be a pretty good win. Must be a pretty good storm. This is pretty cool. You know, so it was an adventure. Took us two and a half hours to get up there and get her to her, uh, you know, which usually takes an hour and 10 minutes. And then the only way to get home was we actually had to go from 80 to the airport and hit five and then come five all the way down to 12. Thank God for Lodi and 12. It was clear. We made it all the way home. But, uh, uh, it was something that night, and I thought, well, Lord, thank you for giving us with and thank you for your divine protection. You know, I, aren't you glad? I mean, I'm going to share some things tonight, and my title tonight is, um, well, it can be two different things, you know, uh, but really one of the, I think one of the titles is, is that uh, God's got you. You know, God's got you. He's got you covered. He's got your back. He's your rear guard. He's got everything about you. And how do you know if God's got you, how, if God's for you, hallelujah, who can the world can be against you? And the Bible talks about that. The Bible says that God holds us in the palm of his hand. Isn't that amazing? The Bible says that God will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen? I mean, we look at that and we see that and we kind of go, that's, that's, that's amazing, amazing. In fact, you know, if, if you realize that Hebrews chapter 13, if you wanted to go to the scripture there, uh, talks about that he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. So that you can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do unto me. Amen. The Amplified Bible says, I, I will not, I will not, I never will. I will never loosen my grip on you. I will not fail you. No, not never or ever. I mean, he was emphatically trying to share something with us here. And so I just want to share some scriptures tonight. I want to share with you that God's got you. God's got this year. And so as we look at this year and as we look at the future of what goes on, you know, hey, it's easy. How many know it's easy to be frustrated? Yep. <laughs> Naturally, 
How many of you know it's easy to be frustrated? And I heard one minister say this. You know, the reason you're frustrated is because unrighteousness is rubbing up against you. <laughs> you know, unrighteousness is, is, is causing friction. Amen? Uh, with your righteousness. And what you have to be careful to understand is don't let it become self-righteousness. Because how many of you know that self-righteousness is worse than unrighteousness? Because when you think you're so much better, the Bible says, get ready, you're about to fall. Amen? <laughs> Pride goeth before a fall. You know, so does destruction go before a haughty spirit. Amen? That's in the Bible. I know we don't like those scriptures. But, but if God's got us covered, how do they, because many times people feel alone. They feel like, gosh, is God out there? Is there any, can there be anything else happen? Don't say that, because yes, there can. Okay, you got to speak words of life and say, hey, I'm taking authority over this. I'm taking authority over these things that are coming around. What's going on? Amen. And, uh, uh, you know, we look at things and we see the, the devastation of the wind because of the ground being saturated. We realize that and we realize that's why a lot of these things are taking place. But for us, thank God, God said he's for us. You know, the very first thing is he's for you. He is not against you. He is for you. Amen. Psalms 118, verse 6 and 7 out of the Amplified Bible says this. It says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side and he takes my part. He is among those who help me. I love that. That's a great scripture. Amen. He said, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side and he takes my part. He is among those who help me. Amen. He's not even limited. Just God's the only one. I got, he's among those. I'm going to get a lot more help. Amen. You know, how many you know God's not trying to find all your faults? How many you know God's not disappointed in what you didn't do in 2022? Amen. <laughs> How <laughs> I mean, you know God's not accuser of the brethren, so He's not accusing you of anything? Amen. Aren't you glad? I know that there's so many different calendars. I know there's so many different New Years. Everybody celebrates. All the different religions celebrates. You know, I mean, this coming Sunday is Orthodox Christmas, and uh, so that's when they celebrate Christmas. The Orthodox churches and all those guys. That's when they did. They do it by a different calendar. You have the Jews doing it by a different calendar. You have this calendar, that calendar, and all these different things. But the wonderful thing about it is, is that God gives us all a chance to start over. He gives us all a chance to do some things. Amen. And the reason he does is because all of us need new beginnings. Amen. Hallelujah. Because God wants to redeem the time. He's your redeemer. He's your savior. Amen. I mean, that's what we have to remind ourselves because when we think we're alone, if we think these things are coming against us, it's like, oh man, what are we going to do? What are, how are we going to handle this? What are we going to do? Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, it's like what Paul said in Romans. In fact, go to Romans chapter 8. I, I love Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. I always tell people, listen, Romans 6 and 7 can beat the snot out of you, but to get into Romans chapter 8, that's, that's where we're supposed to live. That's our spirit field. We're spirit field. We live in Romans chapter 8. Romans 6 and 7 tells you your flesh is going to do all kinds of stupid things. But also Romans chapter 6 says sin no longer has dominion over you. Amen? You know that. Hallelujah. He tells you some things there so we can understand that. Romans chapter 7 says, Paul says, the things that I want to do, I don't do. Things that I don't want to do, I do do. All these things that he's just having this real battle with what is happening. But then he gets into Romans chapter 8 and he says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen? 
Hallelujah. And then there's an italicized thing that says, for those that walk after the flesh, or walk after the spirit, not after the flesh. Now we know it goes later on in that chapter, it talks about that. It's not italicized, so it is in there. So then, you know, the translators wrote it. But really it just says this, there's therefore now no condemnation to those you know, I love the Lord there. There's no content for those who are in Christ Jesus. We're got no condemnation, no guilt. Amen. Now we know we need to repent in those cases. Really, why? Because verse two says, "For the law, Amen. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death." Now that I love that verse because that's one of my my stand on verses for my whole entire life. I say that more than any other verse. I say that verse. The law of the spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin. So anything that's going on in the earth, anything that tries to attack me, anything that's, that's messing up, that's a part of this cursed earth, I say, hey, wait a minute. I'm redeemed from that. I'm redeemed that from that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I say, hey, you know, I am the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Verse three says, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, hallelujah, condemned sin in the flesh. Verse four. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Amen. He goes on to say, if you jump down to the, you know, all these other wonderful verses, he says this, you know, in verse uh, 34, or actually just back up, let's go to verse 31. What shall we say to all these things that he'd been saying? He said, if God be for me, who can be against me? So the first thing you need to know, if God's for you, he's for you. You can't fail. Amen. Amen. But not only did God say he's for you, but God also said, I'm going to be with you. I'm not just, I'm not just sitting in the, in, you know, if you're for a team or you're for someone, you're cheering from the grandstand. That's really great. Isn't it wonderful that, you know, God's cheering for me. That doesn't help me too much. That's not helping me play. I mean, it's encouraging me to play. But what if God says, hey, guess what? Not only am I for you, but I'm actually with you. I'm actually with you right by your side. I'm going to help you how to run these places. I'm going to help you how to do these things. Amen. He, you know, they've talked about his name should be called Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. Isn't it amazing? Jesus came. God came down and he came in the form of, of sinful flesh. He came down. God prepared a body. Jesus came down and lived as a man and was crucified for us. Now Jesus is with the Father God as God with man or, or, or man with God. Amen. That's why we have a representative of us at the right hand of the Father. Amen. He's 100% God, but he's also 100% us. Amen. And when God's with us, that changes everything. Amen. God said, remember I said Hebrews, that's what we read in the beginning. He said, you know, I'm going to be with you. I'll never forsake you. I'm going to always be with you. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad God's not like some of your friends who are just there when it's good? They're not there whenever you need them. Amen. God's just not there just in the good times. How do you know God was with Joseph when he was in the prison? It showed him things. God was with him when he was a slave in Potiphar's house. Amen? I mean, God was with him when he was in the pit. Hallelujah. God sustained him. God, did, you know, all the... How do you know God was with Paul all the time he was in prison? Amen? 
we see these things. We, we always want to have a tendency to look at stuff and say, man, why am I going through this? What is happening? I mean, come on. The Bible says in the last days, it's going to be like the days of Noah. You know, if you were going to pick a man out of the, of, of the Old Testament that, ha- that was a man of faith, you know, there's two that I would pick above everybody else, you know, which would be Abraham. But Noah would be my either number two or number one. I mean, Noah was the only one. Could you be the only person that's loving God? Nobody else around you? Nobody. Zero. One guy. God said there's only one man on the face of the earth that's, that's righteous and that's serving me. One. Now, now here, now, oh yeah, but there wasn't that, yeah, okay, there wasn't that many people, but guess what? How about one out of 10,000? That's all you know. You don't know more than 10,000 around you and all that kind of stuff. So you have nobody around you, nobody around you serving God except you. Nobody's serving God and God tells you to build a boat in the middle of the desert and it's never rained. God tells you to do something crazy. That was crazy, folks. That was nuts. It's like, uh, Noah, sea's over there. What are you doing? I'm, God said, build a boat right here. He said, build a big boat. A big boat. It's going to take you 30 to 70 years to build. And that's your job. And that's what you're doing while everybody's laughing at you. For your whole life. Or how would you like to be Jeremiah and be the weeping prophet and always telling bad news and never have anybody like you? Your whole life, you know. Nobody liking nobody. Never did one person like him. Or what about God tell Isaiah? You got to run around naked for three years and act crazy. What, what about Hosea? You got to go out and marry a prostitute. I mean, it blows my I can't even imagine that kind of crazy things. I can't, I'm seriously, you're the only one and you're doing this thing. Well, you know, because I have this wonderful saying, if the whole world stinks, you better check you. Okay. And that's actually true in that sense. But if you're loving God and you have this great relationship with God and the whole world stinks, you're good. I mean, have you ever thought about that? Could you, but in the last days, it's going to be like the days of Noah. So people aren't going to like you. There's so much friction. There's so much difficulty right now that you need to hang on to. God's for you, but God's also with you. He's with you. Amen? We need to hang on to that. Amen? If we don't hang on to that, we're going to have a lot of situations happening in our lives. Glory to God. You know, and and here's a great thing. If you don't, Psalms 91, verse 15 and 16 out of the New Living Translation says this. God said, I will be with them in trouble. Glory to God. Aren't you glad that when you're in trouble, God's still there? Even though you did it, you messed up, you're in trouble. But God's with you in the middle of your trouble. Let me give you another great announcement. What did David say? David said, though I make my bed in hell, you're going to be there with me. (laughs) See, some of you thought you could run from God and hide like Jonah. How many of you know God was with Jonah in the belly of the well? When he said seaweed going around me, and Jonah really, you know, the Bible talks about Jonah actually died in that belly. Hallelujah. But he cried out to God, and then, of course, when that thing spit him out, he brought back to life. He was a type and shadow of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Being three days in the heart of the earth. And we see all that. I know, you know. And then Jonah gets out, and he preaches, and everybody repents. And then Jonah gets mad at God. You see, I told you you were going to do that. I told you you were going to forgive them. We get all mad because God blesses somebody. We get all mad because God's touching lives. And say, well, God, that's not right. How come you don't just kill them? 
Because if he did that, you'd be dead too. I'd be dead. Aren't you glad God has mercy? Everybody just take a moment, close your eyes, say, Selah. Let's take a... So glad that you didn't judge me, Lord. So glad you love me. Man, okay. Wow. (laughs) He said, I'll be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. And I'm going to reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. I'm going to reward them and honor them. God's going to do things for, and he is that. And see, in the days of Noah, it was only Noah, you know. Now, thank God his kids listened. And the Bible says a few souls were saved. That means eight. It was Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. Eight people. And we see that. And we look at those things, and we kind of go, wow. But God was with them. And God being with them changed everything. Amen? But here's the key for us. Not only was God, is God for us, not only is he with us, but you and I, guess what? He's in us. Take a moment. Just take a moment. You, you accepted Jesus. You became a new creature in Christ Jesus. The Spirit of God lives in you. Made you a new creature in Christ Jesus. If that same Spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you, it's going to make you alive. He's in you. The Spirit of God is in you. The kingdom of God is within you. We've never, I I can't grab that. I'm trying. I really am. There's some that have gotten a little more and I'm endeavoring my whole life is getting more of Christ in me, the hope of glory. That who I am in Christ, hallelujah, because he's in me. Isn't that what Jesus said? Jesus said, you know, well, Paul said this in Colossians chapter three. He said, your life, you're dead and your life is hid in Christ in God. So it's like, here you are, you know, and he puts you in this, then he takes this and he puts you in something else. So man, you're really hid. Amen? You're in Christ, but you're also in God. Amen? And Christ is in you. What does 1 John 4, 4 say? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But what does the first part of that verse say? You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, overcome the evil, overcome the enemy, overcome the devil. Why? Because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. A spirit of God living in you is far greater than anything that's coming against you. I don't know about you, but I'm preaching me happy. Because, I, I mean, I am. It's, uh, you know, when you, I, I love it because um, it's like, I feel like the Apostle Paul, when he's writing there to the Galatians, who he's like, oh, Galatians, who has bewitched you? What's wrong with you is what he's saying. What's the matter with you? I mean, did you start it out in the spirit? Are you now made perfect in the flesh? Come on. Did, did the, the miracles and the signs and the Lord, did you, did you do it by the hearing of the law or was it by the, the hearing of faith? Amen? He's just like, what's wrong with you? Then he said, hey, listen, let me tell you something. You know why God works in me? He said, because I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, in the flesh, I live by the faith. Of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The very next verse says, and I do not frustrate the grace of God. Oof. Oof. Hallelujah. 
That may not thrill you, but that just, it's just like, come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I'm living, but yet not I, but it's Christ that's living in me and through me. <clears throat> Amen? Yeah. And, you know, we look at that and we see that and we go, glory to God. Glory to God. What a revelation. What a revelation to get. Hallelujah. I mean, when we get that revelation, it's just, whew. We, I'm thoroughly convinced we need to be so more God-inside-minded than we are anything else. Let's look, to, look inside us and get our, our, find our hope. Let's look inside us and find truth. Let's look inside us. Amen? I mean, if we'll start seeing this, things will start happening in our lives. Because then, then we'll recognize, not only we'll recognize some things, that God's for us, he's with us, and he's in us, but then we'll recognize when his anointing and his presence comes upon us. See, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit coming upon you. To do what? To do service. See, the Holy Spirit's in you. The greater one's in you, hallelujah, for you. It's for you to defeat the enemy in every area of your life. It's for you to receive the things for you. But how be it when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he's going to give you power. To be what? Witnesses. You're going to be a witness of the goodness of God. You're going to be a witness to the power and the presence of God. He's going to anoint you. Hallelujah. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. How that anointing, the anointing that was on Jesus, I'm anointed to do this. How God has anointed me. Amen. Well, God has anointed you and I. You have an anointing that abides within you that you need not that any man teach you. That same anointing will teach you and guide you into all truth. You've got an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. Hallelujah. God's place. But when that spirit comes upon you, isn't that amazing? God's for you. Amen. I mean, he's with you. He's in you. Then he says, guess what? When you come up and you think, I don't know if I did, I'm going to come upon you. And me and you are going to go whoop somebody. Hallelujah. We're going to beat the devil up. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, it just makes you want to go out and just, just like, as one person said, just makes you want to grab a corn stalk and swing out over hell and just spit in the devil's eye. Hallelujah. <laughs> you got to be a country boy to understand that. Amen. And uh, you just, you know, it just, it gets there. You're like, wow, look at this, what God wants to do. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, he wants to come upon us and anoint us and give us strength for service. Amen. That's his great grace. I mean, thank God for his great grace in us. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that. We're not alone. I mean, that was another title I was going to get. We're not alone. But I think God's got it. It's better. God's got you. Or God's got you covered. Whatever it is. But, you know, you're not alone. You're not in this alone. You've got the body of Christ, too. But, you're, but God's with you. But can we stand and do like Noah? Because we're in those days. I mean, people are, they're just, they're just blatantly nasty. They're blatantly just, they don't care about what, I mean, they just don't, they don't care about it. And, you know, and, but then it's so funny. Then it's funny though. I mean, I mean, isn't it funny that the minute that something happens very, very drastically, if you're watching Monday Night Football, isn't it amazing that the minute all of a sudden life is death there, what is everybody doing? 
They're praying. They're on their faces before. They're all kneeling. They're praying. Announcers on ESPN are leading our nation in prayer. Let's pray. You're going, okay, okay. Because why? Because it doesn't matter now. All of a sudden, isn't it amazing? We're supposed to be this totally ungodly nation. We're supposed to be this totally thing that, no, no, you can't do all this stuff. But when the chips are down and when it's life and death, what are we doing? We're praying. We're going before God. We need some help here. And what's important is God. But see, we as Christians, sometimes we forget and we think, man, I'm just doing this. I'm just doing. No, God's with you. God's for you. God's in you. And thank God for the anointing that can come upon you. And he'll be there. Amen. He'll be there. He'll be right there with you. You know, it's funny because I even looked up some other scriptures that say, not only is God and all those things there, but you know that God's beside you too? You say, well, that sounds like he's with me. Yeah. But isn't it nice to know that he's not with you standing 10 feet back? Amen? That he's right there. He's got your arm and you're wrapped arm in arm and you guys are walking together. That he's right beside you you. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 16, 8 says this. It says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. Jeremiah said, the Lord stands beside me like a great warrior. The psalmist said also in Psalms 120, he said, the Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. Amen. Now, all those are out of the New Living Bible because it it says it a whole lot better. King James gets a little more flowery there, but uh, it's so good. Amen? (laughs) Aren't you glad that God is our eternal refuge? So if God's beside us, God's with us, the Bible also says that he's actually beneath us, he's before us, and the Bible also says, which is the one I wanted to get to, you know, here, is that the Bible also says that God is our rear guard. Amen? What is, why is that so important? Why is it so important that God is our rear God? Well, one of the biggest reasons that uh, it's so important, hallelujah, glory to God, <laughs> is that um, one of the biggest lies of the enemy is to say, well, you wasted another year. You didn't get a lot of things done. See, God didn't help you do the things you thought you'd be. You're no longer farther than you should have been. Look at you. Look at this. He's always trying to bring up your past failures, your past mistakes, all the things that you didn't do or should have done. Amen? And aren't you glad if God's your rear regard, he's the one that washes all those things away. Amen? Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Isaiah 52, 12 says this in the New Living Translation. It says this, you will not leave in a hurry running for your lives. For the Lord will go ahead of you. Yes, the God of Israel will protect you from behind. Hallelujah. And the God of Israel will say he will be your rear guard. Aren't you glad that God's got your back? That was another title I thought about tonight. Might be good. God's got your back. Amen. Because when you know that, when you know that somebody's got your back, hey, I got your back, I got you, you don't have to worry about it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you up, I'm going to do this. You know, and it's so good as we enter into this new year, that we're like what Paul said. And so go with me over to Philippians chapter 3. Y'all doing okay? I'm preaching me happy, I'm having a blast, I don't care what you're, no, I do want you to get this, I love you. So just, just, just teasing, just teasing, got to wake you up just a little bit, hey. Hallelujah. 
Yeah, man. No, I, I am preaching me happy. I am. It's, this is really good. Amen. Because cause God's got it. He's got us. He's got it. He does. You know, when it looks hopeless or it looks like, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? What are we going to do? You just keep doing it. You know, when you can't figure out, you can't figure out how to do it in your own strength. You have to say, okay, God, give me wisdom. Show me what to do. How do I need to get a hold of it? Who do I need to call? How do I need to handle this? And God's, God's amazing. You know, a wonderful saying I have a lot for my own self is that, listen, is that I keep playing until I win. And I like some, one of the songs that we have. The, if, if the story's not good, the story's not done. So if things in my life are not good, well, that means God's not done. I just believe that. God orders my steps. God's his goodness is all those things there. But here's what Paul said in Philippians chapter 3. Hallelujah. And um, uh, verse 12. Okay. And, uh, and then 13. He says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which I have also been apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind, and I reach forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Then he says in verse 15, he says, let us therefore as many as be perfect or be mature, be thus minded. Amen? Let's be thus minded. Let's think this way. Let's think in line with what he's doing. Amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. God's with us. Hallelujah. God's for us. Amen? God's in us. God's upon us. God's beneath us. God's beside us. God's got it all around us. Glory to God. And God's got our, he's got our back. He hasn't brought us this far to let us go now. He didn't say cross over, let's go here and get halfway over and sink. Amen. We don't be like the disciples in the boat going, waking Jesus. Don't you care? And Jesus gets up and says, where's your faith? What's wrong with you guys? And he gets up and he says, hey, peace, be still. And all the wind stops, the storm, and then everybody goes, oops. And he looks at him and says, oh, you have little faith. What's going on? How come you didn't do that? And the Bible says they marvel because even the wind and the waves obey his words. Amen. They recognize that authority, recognize who he is. I mean, you've got the Savior in the boat and you think you're going to die? Well, let's even get worse than that. You've got the Savior, the Spirit of God living in you and you think you're going to fail? You think you're not going to make it? Come on. I mean, you and Jesus make a majority. You've got the Spirit of God. You've got the Holy Spirit living and dwelling on the inside of you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's so, ah, so amazing. I read this in one of, uh, it's one of Gary Chapman's books, and I think it was in, I forget which one it was, but he said this. He said, I'm amazed at how many individuals mess up every new day with yesterday. They insist on bringing into today all the failures of yesterday, and in so doing, in so doing they pollute a perfectly wonderful day. <laughs> I love that quote because it's so good. It's amazing how many individuals have messed up every new day with yesterday. Amen. And the key is this. We need to take 
this word. We need to take what God is doing and we need to tackle this year with all of the confidence, with all of the faith and knowing that this, that God is for us, amen? That he's with us, that he's in us, that he's upon us, that he's beside us, that he's beneath us, hallelujah, and that he goes before us and he's even protecting us from going back to the past, but he's also protecting us from the enemy bringing the past to defeat us. Amen? Hallelujah. Aren't you, don't you remember when they're about to cross the Red Sea and they're like, they're catching us, they're gaining. God says, watch. He just puts a big old giant dust storm and a big old cloud so they can't see and they can't pass through. He said, y'all gonna get across. How long does it take two million people to cross? A long time. Come on. How long does it take us to get just you know, 25 to get in line and to do something. Takes 15, 20 minutes. So you can times that by a hundred times. It's going to take us all night long to get somebody across this river and across this sea. At least. And that's if they're all cooperating. All night. It took them all night. It took hours. Hours to get across. Amen. We look at this and we see this. But listen. Here's the greatest joy, and I'm going to close on this, is that let's do that. Let's realize how amazing God is with us, and God has saved his best for the last. And he's ready to do some supernatural miracles. I mean, he's just ready to just watch God do awesome things. Amen. You know, it's funny. Noah, you know, he went into the boat a minority, but he came out of it the majority, okay? He looked like, you know, he was fanatical. He looked like he was a conspiracy theorist. He looked like he had heard something crazy. Okay. He looked like he was less. I mean, he was. He was. I mean, I'm sure that his kids thought, oh, my gosh. Dad's been crazy for 30, 70. He's been crazy for 70 years. Amen. He's just crazy because there's two stories about that, whether or not it took him 30 years to build the boat or 70 years to build the boat. But we know that it took 100 years from the time that God told him to till the time God closed the door of the boat. 100 years. And there's still one. That's the same 100 years that we would have 100, even though they lived longer back then, but still same way. So his, you know, be your whole entire life. being ridiculed, being like laughed at and you doing this thing. So he built it. Well, even if he built it in 70 years, he still had to wait 30 years of looking at this thing. Well, God is done. I happen to think that he built it in 30 years and he had to wait 70 because that would have just killed me. <laughs> and it would have been, been a couple of other guys in this room too. You guys have been like... Dude, I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> you know, because, you know, building 70, you think, okay, 70, you know, I got slung. You know, I could wait till 30 maybe, but, oh my gosh. Taking me 30 years to do this, and now, now, you know, God, I, I built it 30 years ago. God, you told me something 30 years ago. Okay? Abraham, God told him something. It took, you know, 25 years later for it to come to pass we look at things and we have a tendency to let one little thing in our life called time destroy us we look at stuff and what happens is is that we don't think we can have a suddenly amen and and 
listen, I believe this year is a year of suddenlies. I do, I do, but I just, in my heart, I believe God's going to do some super, super, super natural, I don't know what, but get ready, just get ready. And if he starts bringing things up from the past, if he starts bringing things up and stirring you up about things that he told you years and years ago, get excited, get excited, get excited. Start talking about that in your own self, in your own prayer time, and your own, get excited about it. Just, all right, Lord, all right, Lord. I love it. I like it. I like it. Let's do this. You're stirring it up. I don't know why you're doing it, why you're saying it, but let's stir it up again. Let's do this. I can believe for that. What do we need to do? Let's do it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you, Father, for just showing up and doing. Man, this was a good message. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord, I just thank you. No, it was good because of just your heart and putting it together and being a blessing. Lord, thank you for your precious and thank you, Father, for your, just your love. And Lord, I just thank you for each and every one that's here and everyone that's watching. Father, I want to be an encouragement to them, strengthen them because this is a great year. It's a time to take it because God, you're still here and we're still here. So glory to God, miracles still happen. We thank you for it now, Father. I love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Well, we're going we're gonna to receive this evening's tithes and offerings. I'm going to do my first uh, online thing because it's the first. I always try to do that, get it going, make sure I can still do it. Praise the Lord. Amen. God is good. So if you're giving and you, you have envelopes right there in the seat pockets in front of you and all the giving that's there, Hallelujah. We might as well start this year off good. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good. Praise the Lord. Oh, guess what? It still works this year as it did last year. So we're good. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is so good. It's so good to sow seeds. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these wonderful folks. Thank you, Father, for the privilege to bring our tithes and offerings to worship you with our giving. Lord, thank you for Harvest Bible Church. Thank you for your hand upon us. Lord, we honor you for that. We love you. We praise you. We thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy. And Lord, as each one purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. Lord, I thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Let's just go ahead. Let's receive this offering. Hey, uh, you're going to head out there and, yeah, I'm going to talk about the marriage. I'm going to talk about the marriage thing here, give you an announcement about that. If you want to come to those, to the marriage uh, retreat that's happening, uh, not this week, but the following week, uh, you know, hey, we want you to come. That's why we're doing it. And it'll be a tremendous blessing. It's going to be, we're going to, ha- you know, have a lot of wonderful things, wonderful time. Of course, we are having a catered lunch for Saturday for everybody. That's why it's, you know, $25 a person. It's the same as our, our dinner. Uh, you know, any, anywhere you go now, what you're doing, you know, lunch is usually 25 bucks. I mean, our dinner for Christmas, it cost us, you know, 30 to $35 for every person. We only charged you 25 because we want to be nice. But, uh, you know, I mean, we did. It's just the way it, just, it's just the way it is, right? But we're going to have a really, you know, it's going to be fun. And, uh, and you know, because it's going to be fun, but they're going to share a lot of good truth. And if you have a struggle with that, if, if 50 bucks is a struggle for me, come see me. Because I want every couple to come. I want every person that wants to come can come. Amen? He's going to be here Sunday, and they're going to minister and do things and teach on what he's teaching on. It'll be a tremendous blessing. Amen? The Sunday morning, Sunday night, it'll be good. But we just want to let God be God and uh, enhance and be a blessing to you. 
You know, I think we all, you know, those of us that have been married for a long time think we got it all handled, but it's always good to come and just laugh at all the younger ones. No, it's good to come and just be a blessing and an encouragement, strengthening all of them. Amen? And, uh, but, you know, we want that. And you can come if you're believing for that, but we just want it to be a blessing. Amen? To, for folks to come and, and allow God to be God. Also, I want to share, you want to make sure you show up this Sunday because Pastor Pamela is going to be ministering. God gave her a word uh, supernaturally. And I said, well, you need to preach that. And you need to preach that this Sunday. And she told me just today, she said, you know what? I think you're right. I mean, I'm not usually right, but that, that, that's a good thing. She said, hey, I think I should do that. I said, yes, you should. Because it's going to go right along with what I shared tonight. Uh, only it's going to be even better. Uh, but it's also going to, it's going to help you with understanding some things uh, about some suddenlies. And about, and it's, it's, I mean, she preached it to me already, just parts of it. We were just talking and I'm telling you, I said, I said, it's going to be real hard for me not to steal that. So I, I, I did really good tonight. I did not steal it. I did so good tonight. I could have brought it in here and it, you guys would have been like, oh, and it wasn't mine. It was hers. So usually I do steal her stuff, but I didn't steal it tonight. It was good. But you definitely want to, she's going to, it's going to be good. It's I mean, it really is good because, and then not only, well, can't get into that. I'll start stealing her thunder. We don't want to do that. But you do. You want to come because Sunday she's going to, you know, it's going to be really, really good. And then we're just believing. You know, these are things that we really, uh, you know, are trusting God to get this year going and rolling in the right direction. Amen? Hallelujah. So praise God. I want you guys all make sure you drive home safe. Stay out of the wind. Hallelujah. Rebuke the wind so it doesn't blow your things away. Amen. I, I, you know, that's the one thing that I, you know, the Lord said, why, aren't you, why don't you speak to that thing? How come you're not just taking authority over these things? I said, well, I want the rain. He said, you can have the rain without the wind. I said, you know, I can, huh? You can have the rain stay. You just have to have all this. I said, you know what? You're right. You're right, Lord. Forgive me. So, hallelujah. I just decided to speak to that stuff and say, okay, we need to, we need to change it around here. Instead of things blowing clear across the, you know, the state here, we can just believe God. Amen? Yeah. We look at that. We don't, Jesus did it. Amen? Now, we want it to rain, but we just don't need the wind blowing down all the trees. You know, Amen? I mean, I drove down Mickey Grove Road here, and it went by Mickey Grove Park, and there's uh, six to eight trees blown over. That whole, that's, it's completely in wonder water, and there's all them big old giant trees that always hit our golf balls are all gone now. So praise God. Come the springtime, we can, we can go back, and, they're not, and they ain't going to be able to grow them big old trees. We've got an open field. It's good. It's going to make guys like me and Joe be okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> we got these balls like this and like this. Hey, the tree ain't there anymore. This is good stuff. Hey, let's all stand up. I love all of you. You guys are awesome. Love all of you watching. Hey, we'll get to see you on Sunday. You don't want to miss Sunday. Pastor Pamela's going to be awesome. Love all of you. God bless you.